Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Old Millennials Remember Movies. I'm Angela Yoshiko, and I'm here with my husband, Tyler. Hi. Tyler, what's your name? It's Wilson. Tyler cool. Wilson. Tyler Wilson. <laughs> and we are here to talk about old movies that we remember from growing up. And we are calling this Old Millennials Remember Movies because we are millennials, but we don't right. like to consider ourselves traditional millennials. I'm we a like... little fuzzy on the math, honestly. I don't really know what a millennial is. Sure. So you millennials are from like 1980 to whatever. Really? That's mm-hmm. garbage. So being born in 83, 84, we are technically what I consider and what some people on the internet consider old millennials. People on the internet call themselves that? Yes. There's a little quiz you can take online to say if you're an old millennial. Um, So the big difference between old millennials and new millennials basically being as technology boomed when we were younger, we got all the cool stuff and all the cooler movies and new millennials got things like the sweet life of zach and cody and the disney channel movies and things of this nature i watched some of those sweet life of zach and cody but it was when i was not a child when it was not appropriate for you to be watching because you're way too old for it yeah yeah it's fine though i know i, I mean like true it. story we may have been 18 19 together watching because sometimes because it was sometimes <laughs> when you're in college and you don't you're not paying for cable uh, mm-hmm. there's like limited channels and you get up in the morning on a Saturday morning and you just need something on when you're waking up and the sweet life of Zach and Cody's on. That's right. Um, one of the things being in college that popped into my head was a big difference between old millennials and new millennials was cell phones. When we first went to college, you maybe had a cell phone. It was the a size of a brick. Well, yeah. I we, mean, we were getting the little typing things, though. No, we weren't. Not a couple our first years year then, of college. Not the first year, but like the next couple of years, it was like you got a little flippy thing and you a could flippy type. flippy thing. But if you wanted to call long distance in the first year of college. Yeah, like a card, maybe. A calling card. Yeah. Yes. Young millennials don't know what those and are. And we used our dorm room uh, phones. There was phones. Landlines. Yeah. Maybe they have those still. Landlines. So this is the kind of stuff we're going to talk about, but we're mostly going to talk about movies. Kind of how we're looking at how this podcast will go is we will... Oh, I'm talking a little too loud. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> Just so, keep going. <laughs> so this is the kind of stuff we're going to cover, um, but mostly about movies. So we're going to bring up um, movies that we've seen in our past, some that both of us have seen, some that only one of us have seen, and maybe we'll throw in a few that neither of us saw growing up, but is kind of known for that time period. Yeah. So, does that cover what we're doing movie-wise? I think so, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, there's, these are the, I, this is the thing I want to say about the podcast. There's, apparently you were telling me, now correct me if I'm wrong, there are other podcasts that cover this very topic. Apparently we're not the first people okay. to podcast. So, and that's fine, I don't, I don't listen to those ones in particular, I listen to some other ones, but not specifically this time period, um... But what I want to say is, like, uh, we're not trying to necessarily dog on everything. We're not. It's not like we're not trying to be mean-spirited, necessarily. We're kind of trying to look at something, you know, either we had a, a fond remembrance of or someone did, and then kind of reassessing it now to see if it still has value. So we're trying to, at least for a while, not necessarily choose, like, our favorite movies, because that would be, like, too gushing, right? Uh, like, my favorite movie is Jurassic Park. Of all time, it's the best movie ever, whatever. But uh, we probably won't do that one for quite a while, just because. I mean, it, uh, yeah, I just I don't know how that would go when something is so beloved to you. You kind of have to we have to talk about things that are a little bit a little bit removed. I think the conversation is a little bit better if you're able to kind of take something um, that's maybe not uh, universally beloved. Yes. 
So there's there's other examples, but you know that anyway. You notice that with our first episode today, it's not necessarily a classic. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we jump into the movie we're going to review today, we're going to do Twister. We should probably just say yeah, that. Yes, so we're going to do Twister. It's going to be in the title of the podcast, so well, you yeah. you already know that if you've started playing with well, podcast. Sorry. Maybe so, maybe you don't. Maybe you're just playing. So a today we're going to talk about Twister, which came yeah. out in 1996. But before we jump into Twister, yeah. what have you been watching recently? What have I been watching recently? All right. Well, I'm always watching something, but uh, so you know, I, I'll stick with what kind of I want. Just a couple things. Uh, the number one thing I kind of saw was I went to the theater and I saw Solo, a Star Wars story. So that's well, it's dating the time period of our podcast. But that's anyway, okay. that's what's in the theater. So will the date on the podcast? It's also that. Yeah. Um, so I saw that, and then before, so I, I had some opinions about it when I watched it, but then I went home like the next day, and I popped in. A New Hope, Star Wars, the first Star Wars movie that came out, 70-whatever, 7. And uh, so I just wanted to confirm my feelings on uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. And those feelings were basically like, uh, yeah, no one besides Harrison Ford should play Han Solo. Um, I think the new movie is okay. Like, it kind of clips along. There's some entertaining sequences. If it was not a Han Solo movie, I think it would be better because the things that don't work about it are kind of the things that are trying to explain the history of the character or trying to explain things that we don't necessarily need explanations for. I don't need to know how Han got his last name. I don't need to necessarily know how he did the Kessel Run that quickly or that short, whatever. You know, these are things I don't necessarily need to know. I just kind of want to have a fun experience. Um, and the movie has some fun elements to it. There were, there were fits and starts where I was really enjoying it. But, um, yeah, and the, the main actor, uh, Alden Enron... Oh, man, I'm not even going to say his name. You want me to look it up? Well, it's just... An, I know his name. I could spell it out for you, but I don't want to mispronounce it. Oh, okay. I, I like him as an actor. He was good in the Coen Brothers movie, uh, Hail Caesar. Alden Ehrenreich? Ehrenreich, that's it. You got it. Thank you. Um... Yeah, I just, you know, he's doing something. I think it's kind of an interesting performance if you just kind of removed it from uh, Harrison Ford. But I don't know. It's just, it's a very specific part. Like, it's the same thing if, like, recasting him as Indiana Jones or there's just a couple different Harrison Ford roles, the iconic ones that just don't, I don't know. They just don't work for me thinking about it any other way. So... That was distracting. I liked Donald Glover in the movie um, as Lando, just because Lando is not necessarily like a hugely prominent character in the original trilogy, so his kind of impersonation was better, um, just because, you know, it's just, it's not in much of the movie, but yeah. It, do you remember him? I'm just looking over some of the... Hail Caesar is what I yeah, know Yeah, I was going to say, do you remember him from Hail yeah, Caesar? Yeah, he's, he's great in that movie, and he's probably one of the best things about it. Because when I saw this trailer, and I didn't see the movie with uh, Tyler, because uh, we're parents to yeah. four young little children. Yeah, we don't go to so movies together very often anymore. We don't go to movies together, so yeah. we'll take turns sometimes. So he saw this one on his own, but when I did see the trailer beforehand, I was just not impressed. I just thought to myself, like, who is this guy? What is he doing? Well, apparently you're not alone. It's box office has not been strong. Yeah. So is it that he's not a good actor or that no, he was trying I think he, too hard to be like Harrison Ford? I think Ford? he's a good actor. I think the, the movie does him no favors because they're always trying to put him in these positions of of kind of giving us the Han that we know. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's just an impossible situation, I think. I don't think he was... I think he was kind of ill-suited in the first place. He wasn't meant for the role as well as even a, a few other actors probably could have done it a little bit better. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anybody really could have done exactly what you want out of a Han Solo movie. 
So, you know, I, I don't blame him. I don't blame Ron Howard who had to come in kind of last minute and like reshoot the whole movie. Um, you know, it's cohesive. It doesn't seem like it's really messed up. Um, the plot itself works. It chugs along. You know, it feels like a movie. It's just, uh, it's also just kind of very forgettable. It's one of those movies where you just watch it and be like, all right, well, that was all right. And move it on. Next and one. Move it on. No flying cows to help you remember it. No, no flying cow. Oh, man. If there was a flying cow and saw the Han Solo movie, oh. that would be interesting. <laughs> I like the, cre- you know, like, that's the other thing. Like, it does feel like Star, like, the- Ron Howard and the production team, it looks very good. The creature works good. The special effects are really strong. Um, so, you know, it feels like that. It's just, you know, I don't know. A little too soon. We just had Last Jedi. It's only been five months. Maybe we just need a little break from Star Wars. One a year. Maybe not two. I know. Maybe be careful part of what it. you wish for. I know people always want more, 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 but too much is... I, I'm ready for different stories. I don't necessarily need to keep going back and filling in holes. And I, you're, I bet you a lot of people are going to feel that way. I think yeah. it. they've done a good job with the new movies and introducing new characters that are interesting, at least. So... You know, let's just let's move on. We don't need to keep doing this unless they bring back Sam Jackson. Yes. There you go. I know. Um, Mace Windu, one of Tyler's favorite Star Wars characters. Even though he's in all the terrible movies, but um, Sam Jackson. Yeah. Um, so I'll mention one other movie I saw. I went to the discount our discount theater locally here, mm-hmm. and I saw Rampage with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Now I tried to go to this movie a couple different times when it was at the regular theater, and every time I was like, I can't do it. I just can't. I can't do it. Um, so I went with a friend mm-hmm. and, uh, we got a couple of drinks beforehand. And so usually when I go to a movie or something like that and try, you know, try to go to one of these, uh, not so great movies at the discount theater, um, you get a couple beers, you know, that's what you do. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm trying to watch my figure a little bit. Oh, so I was thinking like, I've noticed. Uh, I was, yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about, like, oh, it was a low, let's get some low-calorie uh, drinks, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. We had to, like, look it up, <laughs> like, what they were. And I got, like, a vodka tonic. tonic. Yeah. But then I ordered it, like, double, t- like, a tall, a double one. So I don't think, I'm actually. You thought you were Starbucks. Yeah. And all. Well, then though she, the bartender offered, and I was like, yeah, all right, that's faster. But see, the thing is, is, like, I don't know if you know this, but alcohol, like vodka, has calories in it. So when you get like two, it's like you might as well just have a beer, a beer, but you get, ooh, you get, ooh, you get more uh, loopy, you get mm-hmm. more alcohol mm-hmm. in you. And then I had another one, so mm-hmm. there was two. I had basically like usually I'll get like a beer and I two maybe two beers and finish. Oh, only half of the second one. This was like like the like four. It was vodka talls, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, I mean, I, I enjoyed Rampage. <laughs> you enjoyed Rampage <laughs> because I you don't remember it, no, but I don't, you enjoyed um, it. I, it, it's nothing, there's nothing to it. It's really dumb. The villains are really bad, like the human villains. The Rock's not punching enough people by my standards, but I mean, you know, there's a monkey and he's okay, knocking stuff okay. over. I didn't see it. Nope. But give me a quick comparison, uh, entertainment value-wise, to Jumanji. Oh, Jumanji's a better movie. The new Jumanji with yeah. The Rock is a better movie. It's just, they're trying a little harder in that movie, I would say. Like in trying harder in a bad way or in a good way? No, they're good trying way? a little harder to like make it good. Okay. <laughs> like it doesn't seem like anybody's really trying in the Rampage movie. It's like, oh, we got the CGI. You know, it's like one of those previous movies. They kind of knew what they were going to do destruction-wise at the end. And then they kind of just like filled in the rest of the story as I went. So, you know, yeah. And Jumanji, The Rock punches more people. So Automatically. That's better. He doesn't get to punch. Well, he's fighting giant monsters. You're going to punch a giant lizard. I mean, So you're telling me he like- doesn't? I mean, there's a couple, there's a couple guys, but okay. Anyway, that's rampage. It's not good. I wouldn't recommend it, but you know, 
$3 discount. Sure, sure. Tall vodka. Tall vodka. That's it. That's all I want to probably say what I watched Okay. Recently. Well, it's been a while since I've been to the theater. Yeah, we don't go together. together. No. Um, last week, finally, I went to see A Quiet Place. Which I had seen when it kind of first came out, but you, yes. had, you didn't get a chance to go, so. Yeah. A Quiet Place with uh, Emily Blunt and Jim from The Office. John Krasinski, he directed it as well. And I learned that those two were married, which is... You didn't know that. I did not know that. Mm, yeah. I was like, oh, they have really good on-screen chemistry. Well, they're well, currently married. They're currently married. <laughs> Maybe by the time this podcast airs tomorrow, they won't Chris be. Chris Pratt and Anna Faris are divorced, so nothing will, nothing's, nothing lasts forever. That's so sad. Yeah, I know. Um, so that movie was very good. Yeah. Very memorable. It's a standout of the spring season yeah. of 2018, anyway. I think it's one of those movies you talk about solo... And not, it's forgettable. Yeah. I don't think A Quiet Place is one of those forgettable movies. No. I think there's some imagery and some mm-hmm. overall feelings and stuff that kind of sticks with you. I was very excited to talk about this movie with friends the next day and just, oh my gosh, there's well, a lot of process. It's really well crafted, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, I mean, it's definitely a smaller movie than in the Hansel movie, obviously, but it's still, I mean, it's, it's just some effect work, and it's just a, it's a suspense piece, and it's very well. It turns the screws really well. Mm-hmm. I it made me think of like the last, basically that that move, last hour of a quiet place is like the raptor scene in Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. like just tense, and that for I mean, it, and it's a good comparison. Um, we're gonna talk about um, Helen Hunt today and yeah. her strong female character in Twister. Sure, but I don't think that she holds a, holds a stone to Emily Blunt's character in A Quiet Place. Emily Blunt is quietly great in oh, most everything, but this character in this yeah. movie, whoo, buddy, talk about a strong female yeah. lead. Yeah, for sure, and it, yeah, she's good at. I mean, yeah. she's very underrated. I feel like she doesn't uh, get the credit she's due. She's usually very good in almost everything she's in. So yes. And Jim was also very good. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he does the Jim face a lot. I don't know. Does the Jim face. And what, he like co-wrote it, directed it? Yeah, he, I mean, I think he's good in the movie, right? But, um, I mean, just from a piece of directing, like, it's it's amazing. It's a, it's, it's, it maybe, you know, it won't be, uh, you know, award contender necessarily like Get Out was with Jordan Peele, but it is kind of that, like, it's not his first directorial effort, but it definitely feels like this breakout moment for him as a director. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see what he makes next, because it's... You don't uh, think he'll win any awards? No, it's too much of a... It, it got good reviews. It's, it wasn't like a cultural shake-up, like sure, Get Out Get was. Out was... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's hard to compare the two, but, you know, I, I think it is that moment for him, though. It's going to be exciting to see what his next movie is after mm-hmm. making this, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's it's good stuff. I'm glad you finally saw it. Yes. We couldn't talk about it for By like myself, in the theater, know, at crazy. 10 o'clock at night, on a weeknight, and having to go to work the next it's day. It's crazy. No, well, good for you. I'm glad you went. That was my second movie I've seen by myself? Third. Yeah, well, the first one was second. Get Out, by the way. The first one was Get Out, speaking of. <laughs> I'm branching out. It was a year apart, but you did it. I know, I need Good job, I go to movies all the time by myself, so. I know, you have for many, many, many years. Yes. So, all right. Well, that's... So, anything else? Is that pretty much what you want to talk about? That's pretty much what I want to talk about. Okay. That's so, good. We'll yeah. do that a little bit. Just kind of give ourselves a little... You know, I I, I like the segment because, uh, you know, other podcasts do it. Mm-hmm. So, thing. we're copying, obviously. It's a thing. It's a thing people but do. But, you know, it also helps people who maybe listen to this. The, uh, the Your mother, for example. My mom. She'll gauge... Don't call my mom my mother. That's what are, uh, my what our, uh, you know, values, uh, what our opinions are. So, kind of, yeah. you hear more about what we like or don't like. It kind of helps you gauge our opinion on other things. So, maybe, hey, look, we, you might disagree with us completely on Twister. 
But see, now that you know that, like, hey, I thought Han Solo was okay, and you say, for instance, you loved it, Angie's mom. Um, you <laughs> or know, Sean. You, Hi, Sean. You would know that uh, it's it, maybe that you would love Twister, or you would, well, I'm not going to give away what I think okay. about Twister, but. So what Tyler's describing there is something that I think is kind of his philosophy. He's been reviewing movies since he was 15 years old. He's been published in newspapers for the last 20 years. 20 years? I know. You're getting old. A low, so, I'm a low rent. I mean, I, it's not like I'm working for like a major no, publication. You, but, but yeah. You yeah. know, our local paper. Sure. Um, a job that I think other people have coveted and wanted, and you've kind of held that spot for the last two I haven't let it go. Yeah. I was like, don't let it go. But I think Tyler's... Even if there's no money in it. <laughs> yeah. Tyler's philosophy over the years has been to try to stay consistent with his perspective and his view, so that even if he was saying... Hey, uh, you should go see what was that terrible uh, hot dog uh, sausage sausage party sausage party. So if he's saying go see sausage party, and if you Which know, I don't know if I did. Necessarily I don't think you did. Said, I don't know if you did. It's okay, if, but if you know that Tyler's like saying this is a terrible movie, you're gonna think knowing what he likes, you're gonna know whether you'll like it or not. So yeah, I think you, well, you try I, to stay really consistent. Yeah, I, I mean, my pers- perspectives obviously shifted over the years just Definitely. because I get, I've gotten older. I'm where parents, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Um, so, you know, things have changed a little bit. But in terms of how I kind of approach them, I try to stay, you know, I try to just kind of measure things the way I like it and try to acknowledge my own biases, you know, because there's things that I like that are obviously not um, measurable. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think we'll dis- discover that a little bit when we talk about Twister. Yeah. Um, so things you... go beyond kind of the objective quality of something that's sometimes... Yes. You have what... to kind of acknowledge that you have tendencies and things that you... you Biases. Know. Things. So you have to yeah. call it out, I think, yeah. because people need to know that when you talk about stuff. So when you hear us talk, Tyler will get more uh, more movie, reviewer, critic, Maybe. lingo, Maybe. criticism, Probably perspective. Mine's more like... High level. I really enjoyed that. That was really entertaining. I'm going to try to get a little deeper in my perspective now looking back on movies yeah. and having been married to this movie reviewer for all these years. But well, we used to watch a lot of movies. I mean, when we didn't have kids. <laughs> I I think it's fair to say that I was kind of showing you more movies because you hadn't... I mean, you saw yeah. movies, obviously, but... You know, there was different things I was showing you. Maybe not not what this podcast is. I think a lot of movies we're going to talk about are things that you, you did catch just because it's... Well, some of them that we have on our list coming up yeah. are ones that I saw between the ages of 18 and 20 because you were like, you watch oh it, my yeah. God, you have to see this. And well, I was sure. Like, is it that good? Well, maybe. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, I, I think that I, I you had seen less. Yes. And then, you know, we spent a lot of time kind of watching things and going to the movies together and reviewing current releases. I was doing that a lot, and you would go. And now <laughs> we have kids, and so that has kind of changed. I mean, we I, I will see movies, and then if it's really good, I'll make sure I get you the Blu-ray or something that you can watch yes. later, or you go... I mean, you just don't go to the movies alone as much as I do, so... No. This is a new adventure for me that may continue, or I'm a night nice. owl. I can, I can actually, you know, usually manage a 10 o'clock movie still, but it's getting harder. Yeah, it's pretty brutal when you have a 10-month-old at <laughs> it home. It depends on the movie, but yeah. yeah, so... Okay, well, let's jump into it. We're going to talk about Twister today. Yes. Shall I run down the stats real quick for yeah, us? Yeah, let's do the breakdown on Twister. The breakdown. So, Twister... Uh, came out in 1996, May of 1996. Summer 96 a big, is a big summer uh, uh-huh. for blockbusters. Rated PG-13, which, by the way, this podcast is not rated PG-13. We're going to give this a hard R. 
Hard R. We haven't swore once. I know, but if you're listening with kids in the car, probably not a good idea because we do have small kids at home, so it's like we don't get to swear. So we're recording these at nighttime or when they're tucked away, so we may drop a few F-bombs here and there. We will? I don't know. You're going to keep it clean? This will be an experience. (laughs) Come out there. You fucking blew it. Okay. And also, we will be talking about spoilers of Twister. And if you haven't seen it, and it's been out since 1996. 22 years old. Then that's on you guys. I mean, I don't... And to be fair, I don't think telling you the plot of Twister is going to necessarily sway you one way or the other on Twister. I'm just just gauging that a little bit. Okay, it came in at a a strong hour and 53 minutes. Ooh, under, under two. So that's good. That's still pretty long. You know what? It felt like it felt like you know what the time I would have guessed. One fifty-four. One fifty. You're such a dork. Yeah. Okay. It is starring Helen Hunt. Yep. Oh, another thing. Are we gonna like call the character the actors by their name or by their character name? Come on. Or just back and forth. You can do whatever you want, but I. It's Excellent. Helen Hunt and it's Bill Paxton, and then nothing. Just else like matters. it's Jim from The Office. Yeah. I mean. Perfect. Because I don't. So we have Helen care. Hunt. We have Bill Paxton. Who plays a guy named Bill? So that's fine. Who plays a guy named Bill? Very yeah. helpful. Um, Carrie Elways. Yep. Jamie Gertz. I think that's her name, yep. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yep. And then just a, just a running list of A lot of TV character people. actors, yeah, TV ton... actors, people who have come... Oh, yeah, you can recognize... In, yeah. Everybody that pops up in this thing is recognizable, it seems like. And it is... This was a little bit, like... So this is... I, this was tough. This was the first time I watched it now that Bill Paxson has passed away and Philip Seymour Hoffman has passed away. Um, two actors that I loved, um... So it's a little bit tough going back and watching these movies now, knowing that uh, it, it gives you, you know, it it's it's to Twister's benefit. It does give you a little appreciation of having uh, good actors like that around. But yeah, you miss them. I tell you what, Bill Paxton, Phil Hoffman, they're great, and they're not here anymore. Well, that was a bummer. I know. We got well, this podcast got real dark. Elf in the room. You know what I mean? We're gonna have to either deal with that or we're gonna have to deal with Me Too people. Like every week, it's gonna be. I'm telling you. It's, I know. Good luck. There's Just like people being dead you know many, or shitty. You know how many Kevin Spacey movies came out in the nineties? Oh We're in trouble. <laughs> if you don't know what's happening with Kevin Spacey, you right know now. everybody knows now what Kevin Spacey has done. <laughs> I think if you're a person who listens to podcasts, you know. Well, maybe if it's a couple years later, though, they'll be like, "Who's Kevin Spacey?" <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I work with some people who are like, "What? What's going on with him?" Oh, really? Yes, actually. Well, really. you're not going to see him in any movies anytime soon. <laughs> this is true. So let's talk about what the movie made. It was budgeted for 90, or production budget was $92 million. Expensive, sure. Expensive. For the um, time, yeah. Yep, for the opening weekend, it came in at about $42 million. Very good, Very good for the time period. Yep, and then by the end, it's almost hit five hundred million dollars domestic worldwide. and worldwide. Yeah, and then with just, I mean, we're not going to do the adjusted for inflation, but it's it's a lot of money. It was the second highest grossing movie in '96, if I recall, behind Independence Day. Yes, come coming soon episode, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so it was a big hit. Um, yeah, I guess we should probably talk about why Twister. Oh yeah, why did we pick Twister first? I'll tell you why. Because yeah. I wanted to watch. In shoes, dropped it, Fred. Yeah. And you said, that's too obscure. No one will ever have seen that. And but I was like, fine, you're the boss. I'm not the boss. You're the one who's running this thing. First of all, Poorly. that's, I mean, <laughs> I thought maybe it would be a good, like, number two, number three episode, just because it's like, maybe a lot of people haven't seen that one. And then also, it turns out, we, 
We do not own Drop Dead How is this possible that we don't own Drop Dead Fred? I thought for sure that we did. I was on the DVD wall, and I was looking, and then, yeah, then suddenly a memory just flooded back. They're like, no, we must have rented it. <laughs> I think Because you had seen it as a kid, and it was one that I had not seen. And I was like, you have to watch this. It's so good. So and might... you know what? Here's what probably happened. Mm-hmm. We rented it from our small college town video rental yeah. place. Yep. Um, you watched it, and I don't think you loved it. We'll talk about it when we eventually we'll get to it. We'll do the episode, yeah. Um, but then I think you probably didn't think it was good enough to buy the DVD. Or, I, I swear, I'm not, it's not, it's you not one you easily find. We could go out and look at all the terrible DVDs you've purchased. How is this possible? Behind, I stand behind all those. So that's why we didn't do Drop Dead Fred first. We wanted we'll to, get to choose... It. Tyler was like, it's summer, let's do a blockbuster. It's summer, you gotta do a big one, but you didn't want, I didn't necessarily want to do, like, the obvious one is, okay, so, (laughs) when I think about growing up watching movies, right, I think about a couple of different things. Jurassic Park, obviously, because I was, like, I was eight or nine, and it was, like, a big, big deal, Mm -hmm. right? That was what changed, turned me into a movie person, right? So, okay, put that one aside. So then you start talking about, like, okay, you're growing up, you're watching movies, like, what was, like, the year that it was, like... You know what? What 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 age do you really become like a a a movie person, right? Yes. And I think it was like age twelve because that's when you kind of get like your parents are starting to drop you off at the movie theater a little bit. Oh yeah. You don't have to necessarily see everything with them. Maybe your parents. Yeah, I wasn't trusted. Okay, well, (laughs) you know, at this point, you know, like they, I was going to maybe a couple R-rated movies with the parents, and then like they would drop me off. I would see things multiple times. Like it was less. Less going to see, like, the kid movie and less, you know, in the... Pay- like, we could go things together more. Could it be around the time you were 13? Yeah. Because you could see PG-13 movies. Well, you could see PG-13s before we... I mean, I'd seen Jurassic Park <laughs> when I, two years prior or three That's years prior. That's probably why that cutoff's there, though. You're but anyway... You're a little bit mature enough to start watching I just remember the summer of 96 being, like, this big movie year going out. And one of the first movies of that summer was Twister... And, but we're talking, like, the first Mission Impossible movie. We're talking about Independence Day, which I saw probably three times in the theater when that came out, like, around Independence Day. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a big summer year. And I thought, like, well, if we're going to do this show, we got to do something from 96. If we're going to do a big movie, you know, like, it's, it's not it's not, it's not 4th of July. You can't do Independence Day yet. We could do that in two months. But we need to do it, uh... Two months. I hate to tell you, uh, Fourth of July is like a month away. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know what date it is. I know. Four kids. <laughs> Stay home with them. Um, so I just thought, you know, Twister. Twister. Also, I ha- we have the DVD. We do have the DVD. Um, <laughs> funny timing. I'm reading some book to Marion, who's six, mm-hmm. and it features it features a tw- Twister, a tornado. Yeah. That rips apart this family's home. And so I was thinking, God, is she old enough to watch Twister? I don't watch Twister. And the answer is no, because even the story of what's happening with this tornado, I'm pretty certain is terrifying the shit out of her right now. Yeah. But she can't stop. She wants to keep reading the book to find out what happens. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but I think it's just funny timing. I'm reading this book with her. It's interesting timing, sure. Just coincidence. Yeah. Well, and so, so I mean, what do you have any? I'm. I actually we didn't talk about this. Did you see Twister in the theater? Or you don't know? It's hard to remember. God, I don't remember. Which tells me I probably didn't. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't one that you went to. You didn't probably go as much as I did. No, it was really my like aunts took me to movies, and they were super into letting us go to Disney movies. 
Or, but I remember, I mean, even when we started dating, your aunts would want to go to kind of those big movies. So maybe yes. you went, maybe you just don't remember. I feel like I'd remember, though, because, yeah. like, I remember Jurassic Park. Okay. I remember seeing yeah. that in, like, the drive-in theater, even. Okay, yeah, you had drive-in theaters theater. where you live. Yeah, drive-in theaters. We didn't have those, really. Um, so I feel like I would remember Twister, but I had seen it at Is some point. Is that an inappropriate movie? Well, anyway, we'll get to that. But uh, Seeing a drive-through theater? Well, there's, like, a fun fact about that, actually, but... Um, is there a fun fact, or is there a fun fact about Twister seeing that in the drive-in theater? There is. That's the, what we're talking there's about. There's, like, an urban legend about that. Oh, yes, but, quiz. Yeah. There's an urban legend. We're going to set mention. Yeah, we're just going to go for it. Okay. That while watching... The movie Twister at a drive-in theater yeah. at some location. I could look up right now, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. An actual Twister came and ripped up which the is, screen. Which is notable because in the movie Twister, there's a tornado that rips up a screen, a drive-through, a drive-in yes. screen. Yes. But it's not so a real Tyler, story. is it a real story? No, I don't think True it is. True or false? It's Are not. you sure? There was like supposed, they were supposed to screen Twister, right? Like it was scheduled, but then there were storms in the area. So like, we're not going to run a movie. There's storms in the area. And then so that didn't run. But then it got hit by the tornado. It did get hit by the tornado. Yeah. And then, you know, that fake news, they reported this <laughs> twister. Hashtag fake news. Hashtag fake news. They reported, you know, the facts. And then people just mixed I them together. I work in newspapers. You watch your tone. You watch <laughs> Okay, so um, there's your uh, first fun fact of okay. the day. So you don't remember. Well, so when did, when is your first memory of actually uh, seeing it? You know... As we know, witness eyewitness testimonials are uh, not helpful at all. So yeah. I could just make up a story, but I kind of don't remember. Wow. I just have a memory of the movie. Probably watched it on TV or on video, probably. I feel like I watched it on TV. And it makes me think of, if you remember watching TV movies back in the day, Yeah, lots of panning. Well, panning yeah, it was not widescreen. It was pan and scan. So lots would, of panning. It would, oh, God, it was probably one of the worst ones, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Because it's a big, like, a big wide movie, and it would, like, cut yes. off the screen and the... Oh, I think I've seen it on TV a couple yeah. of times. It's awful. Or this is when, I mean, even, so Twister is like maybe the first DVD that ever came out or something yes. like that. So that was, when they first put out DVDs, it was like, they they were serious about making them widescreen, right? But then, like, pretty soon after that, they were, like, giving you those full-frame ones. Because people didn't like the bars on oh, the TV. Oh, people would complain so much about the bars. Because my, they think they're losing the picture. My sister, oh, the stupid bars. But you really, well, you're losing your picture on your full-frame. Yeah, people but, don't get that. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter now. No one, it doesn't matter. Everybody has widescreen TVs, and they don't, it's not And they're 52 anymore. inches. We didn't have that big of a TV. So if you cut the TVs we had, you took cut a 24-inch TV in half for widescreen. It got movie. real small. Yeah, but you're getting the movie. Like, but it get, got real small. Yeah, anyway. So I do think I watched twister on the tv the worst one i remember of, of by the way like pan and scan uh-huh. you know, on tv it, and we'll, it's a coming soon coming so soon ghostbusters 2 it was on tv oh. and it was the worst pan and scan i've ever seen it was so close and i would just be like they couldn't like there was the four ghostbusters right oh, they could never yeah. get them on the screen at once like, they always had to like go across the screen it was so bad so that's terrible um yeah so let's talk about your first time so I definitely saw it in the theater, probably opening weekend with my parents. Um, and I remember, I mean, I remember just being like, I think, and see, this is the other thing about 96. I really feel like it was the kind of maybe the first year or maybe the second year where our local theaters, it was like a sixplex, kind of got the new like DTS digital sound, right? Ooh, yes. And they made a big deal about this movie being like, oh, special effects are amazing. The sound is going to be, you know, knock your socks off. And so you go to the theater and it was just loud and it shook the thing and there was tornadoes. And and so, and then the other thing about Twister is, you know, I have family in the Wisconsin, Minnesota area and we would go as a kid every summer, we'd go to the, to the area and without fail, 
we'd have like tornado warnings. There would be yes. storms on the TV and you'd have to, the alarm would go off and you'd go to the basement and, you know, there were a couple of, I've kind of vivid memories of being pretty scared. Cause like my grandfather would never come downstairs when the alarms would go off. Right. Because he'd just be like, whatever, for whatever reason, maybe this is wrong. Cause it certainly contrasts with what the movie depicts about alarm systems of tornadoes. But it seemed like the idea was like, ah, oh, well, the alarms go off a lot. Like, we don't have to worry about it too much. There, our town's pretty well insulated, whatever. Um, but there was a couple times at nighttime when I, they, like, got me up out of bed. And even my grandfather went down to the basement. That's you knew the storm was bad. And, um, yeah, there was a couple that got pretty close. Nothing that ever got dangerously close. I've never seen a tornado, like, touch down or anything like that. We were always in the basement. Um but anyway, it was like a real fear that we have to kind of deal with. And it was more of a fear for me because we would only go for a couple weeks of the summer. So I was always kind of, I was just an anxious person. I was always worried about it. Whereas my cousins my age, they, you know, whatever, they're living with it. It's not a big deal. They they don't ever happen. So it was a bigger deal to me. So I was a genuine fear of that. So it made me want to, it's a weird thing about movies, right? You kind of, the things you're scared of, you kind of want to keep going back and watching. So I yes. just remember being really excited about this movie and, and, yeah, just being kind of blown away by the special effects. And because I was like 12, right? And the, um, you know, this the sound design and everything. So I remember enjoying it and enjoying it a lot, even though I knew that there were some things about it that were odd. <laughs> uh-huh. And we can get into that. But oh, we will. Yeah, I, I think the, the, what I, my takeaway. If I have a takeaway of, uh, oh, so we just watched it again last night, mm-hmm. you and I. I don't think the movie has changed perspective-wise for me. I think the movie is no better or no worse than it was back in 1996, if that makes sense. It's not aged, necessarily. I think what is good about it is still good about it. And what is bad about it is still bad about it. There's no new bad things. It's all... The things that were bad about it then are bad about it now. The question comes, as are moviegoers more in tune with what's good and what's bad? And are our expectations now higher on even just the storytelling side of things? I don't know. I was trying to think about this. Like, would this movie have been, if there was, say, there was no other tornado movie that ever came out in 96, and this movie came out last summer, would it be a big hit? Would it deliver if it was the same script? I mean, people Maybe love minus these the, weather apocalypse movies. Well, they did, but not. But they've kind of slowly died off. I mean, we've gotten these disaster movies that have been so big that we've knocked out the whole world with giant tidal waves, and mm-hmm. to the point where, like, something like something that's relatively small scale like this is, not I mean, a which big is funny. Deal. Yeah, I mean, it, it just is such a smaller scale than what eventually escalated. So I think we got burned out on that. But then, see, there was a movie called Into the Storm that came out a couple of years ago mm-hmm. that was a low-budget tornado movie. And it's, I mean, it's terrible. It's a bad movie. It's not, like, it, it didn't make any money, and it, it wouldn't does, doesn't deserve to be. It's not a memorable movie in any capacity. So I was trying to think, like, would this movie have been successful now? And I think... It's gonna. Be, it would be one of those like maybe fifty fifty. Like it would be like oh, it's big and dumb. And if they had the right cast in there, it could probably be a pretty big hit. No one would think too much about it. Um, or it would be something that everybody forgot about. Mm-hmm. It could be like a Fast and the Furious type thing, or it could be, you know, where it's like everybody's kind of knows what the bad things are, but we kind of disregard that for the good things. 
versus like something that we just completely disregard. And that's hard. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I think the Twister of 1996 is the same movie in 2018. It's it's as as good as it was then, and it's as bad as it was then. Because mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I remember, I the same problems and issues I had with it are the same problems and issues I had with it. Kind of watching it years prior, after the fact, after I was 12, after getting the DVD, and the things I liked about it are the same. So, mm-hmm. what was your kind of initial re- reaction to watching it uh, yesterday? Oh, to rewatching it. Yeah. Oh. Um. <laughs> Let's talk about what I liked okay, yeah. or what I enjoyed about yeah. it. Um, I thought oh, <laughs> it's hard not to talk about like the things that are just like funny and and we'll not go we'll it. we'll get into it a little bit more. I just kind of wanted your general take after. Do you, I guess I think I didn't ask you. It was like you know you saw it. Did you like it when you first saw it? You think? Did you have a memory of liking this movie ever? I remember my takeaway of the movie was. Oh, it's a tornado! Yeah, <laughs> and that was pretty much like, what's the movie about? Well, it's about there's a tornado. There's not much ah! to it. There's a tornado. <laughs> ah! It's like there's it's basically six scenes of that. Yeah, <laughs> I and mean, so really. <laughs> I mean that's kind of how I felt again. Yeah. Um, uh, what I was hoping for was that I um had missed some some not deeper but some some. <laughs> characters you know because no. when you're younger you don't really care i didn't care about certain things when i was younger i cared about like this is a badass tornado look at that big thing there's a flying yeah. cow and flying yeah. trucks and flying cow still looks pretty good in 2018 in my does. opinion so um what i my impression was it it, it it was kind of stood up to what i thought about it when i was younger which was just like it was kind of just this empty action movie basically yes. yeah which um, Which it is. <laughs> up until probably a few years ago was like my go-to kind of movie. Like, I I just want to be entertained. I want big, bold car chases. Yeah. And this movie kind of delivers on it's those things that, that I love. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is just... Um, well, it's such an odd, structured movie, really. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of movies that are really structured like this. And that there's a scale of the size of tornadoes, right? They go F1 through F5. Mm-hmm. And basically the movie, after a little intro, is like, we're going to give you an F1 tornado. And then we're going to do another scene with an F2 tornado. Oh, is it going to get bigger? You bet it is. F3, F4, and then, F, like, it's just like, it's a five-act movie. And an F5. Where, and then Bill Paxson and Helen Hunt just kind of bicker with each other until they kiss. And then they get flown around in a tornado. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's not much beyond uh, that. They kiss after they get flown around in Whatever. a tornado. But they are... Let's get the order of events Right, too, right, so. right, right. But, so, I mean, there's not a lot to, to it. it. But what I will say about it, and this is this is a very specific time period, it's basically like Terminator Two, Jurassic Park. Uh, there's like a there's like a, maybe it's a it's a span of a decade in the '90s where we have CGI yes. mm-hmm. and we can enhance things and we can do bigger things that we could never do before, right? But it was never great and it was expensive, right? So you'd always have to like supplement with practical effects, and Twister is. Like, the visual effects of Twister hold up pretty well because when you watch it, you kind of, like, your memory of it is like, oh, there's a lot of CGI tornadoes. Well, there are. And because they're kind of dark and grimy and dirty, they still look okay. They don't look too... There's a lot of movies in this time period that look like the the effects are very shiny. I was just, for example, I was watching that's the New Hope. My I have, like, the the special edition DVDs of those. And mm-hmm. it's they did the re-enhanced special effects, and they look awful now mm-hmm. because they're too... 
they made them too bright. It's too shiny. It doesn't too work. Smooth. Whereas the tornadoes, like they're just because of what they are. They, they, they there's not enough detail there to really ruin that. But then all of like the stunt work in the movie of things getting thrown at them or close ups is a lot of practical effects. They do a mm-hmm. lot of things. It's shot entirely outside. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably get into some of the weird things about that. But it it is a movie of just one thing after another, spectacular. Uh, practical stunts and effects that you just don't see anymore. Like, movies like this don't get made. They don't make them like this anymore. They just have all CGI in them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, there's occasional shots that don't look great. There's tree branches that are clearly CGI. There's explosions that are... Which was weird because the... On because that one scene, it like used a CG. Yeah, on a well, it does the thing where when it needs a really wide big shot, it'll use a CGI on, but then they like a tree branch hits the truck. So from a distance, the tree branch looks bad because it's CGI. But then they yes. actually stuck a giant tree under the truck, and it's a real tree, and it looks great. And it's just this. I don't know. I was watching it again. I was just marveling, like the movie, like the plot of the movie, whatever. Like it's just it is what it is. But I was just like, wow, man, you don't see this kind of work anymore. And it's kind of what I loved about going to the movies as a kid was just like these big, like you think of these big moments, but really when you break it down, there's these small, well cut together, like sequences of practical effects and noisy sound effects. And Mm -hmm. I don't know when it comes to like that, I think it, it largely holds up. It's like one of these movies from that time period where the special effects are, they, they do the job and it, it, you, like the, the enjoyment of Twister is still there. Like mm-hmm. the things that are good about it are still mm-hmm. present. There was only one time where the special effect was so bad that I laughed out loud. What was that one? I'll give you three guesses. Okay. Tree branch. Nope. Uh, the, the, the explosion in the, in the tornado. Warmer. Like the, Which end, explosion? the end one. Nope. Okay. Um, it is an explosion. Oh, like the, of the car that hits hit by the yes. power line or something? Yes, yeah. no. No. It's the Carrie Elways and the Good Wife guy. I, when, that's the end. I told, well, yeah. No, because there's the big tanker explosion. I thought that one looked oh, okay. Yeah, that it one. Because that one actually looked like they did some practical no, explosion. But there's this little explosion. Oh, yeah, the little one from so a distance is bad. So it shows this bad. giant tornado yeah. that's a mile wide. It's a mile wide. A mile wide. Yeah. So F5. it's like it's they were trying one. to accurately put the size of the expl- of a car exploding well, into a mile wide tornado. Yeah. So it looks like you know how people do these little YouTube videos. Yeah. And they'll just put in like an Adobe After Effect of like a explosion. Right. It looked like that. Well, that's what it was, and it that's was the quality so of it bad. because it was that's a digital explosion. And it was then. just like poo. That's what they looked like back then. Anything poo. <laughs> Coming soon, you watch Independence Day. They have a lot of those little explosions. And they don't look great. No, the big one looked okay. Yeah, because it, it, they use models. But that little yeah. one was so bad. And the fact that the uh, yeah, what was happening in the plot was also hilarious. So then, I was well, like, oh yeah. my god, I this mean, is bad. So I mean, having said all that, <laughs> I think the script of Twister is about as good as I remember it. The last time I watched it, and probably when I was even twelve, and that it's not a great script. Which. <laughs> Is weird because the two people credited for the majority of the script are Michael Crichton. Well, right. Okay, but okay, think about this, though. So Michael Crichton is known as a pop science writer. He's not necessarily a screener. He did a little bit. but he's, and, and even if you read those books back then, they're not like great dialogue type you movies. You know, I did and, read them. I don't really remember well, them. Well, they're not. Like, that's not a strong suit. He was it's good dia- with the science and not, the... Oh, yeah. yeah science, maybe. The science fiction. He was not like... This, these are not things that Because are, now that you're saying that, there is a lot of uh, science-y 
Doppler lingo and he looks, in this That's another movie. guy who's dead, by the way, is Michael Crichton. Oh, yeah, man, he got dark real movie. quick again. Well, I know, it's just a lot of dead people involved in this movie. Well, Yonder Box gonna, still alive. So I think that's going to happen as we're reviewing movies that are, or we're talking about movies that are older. Sadly, yeah. So, um... What was your point? Michael Crichton, you were dogging on the well, dead guy. Well, I'm just cool. saying, like, it's not, well, um, I mean, it's not a great... You're calling Michael Crichton a terrible writer. Well, when it comes to the Twister script, yeah, I think it's <laughs> not a one, great script. You're the one who wants to watch Congo. Ooh, I do really want to watch Congo. Dude. He didn't write the screenplay to Congo, though. He wrote though. the screenplay for Congo. It doesn't matter. That movie's got a worse screenplay than Twister does. Does um, it? Yeah, it does. You oh, know what? Yeah, I don't even does. remember Congo, so I'm kind oh, of... you're in for a treat. <laughs> I feel like you made me watch it. It is, um, it's a fascinating film. Um, but we're not talking about that one Wait, right hold now. hold on. No. Oh, no. Oh, it said Michael Crane, but it's a novel. Yeah, he wrote the book. <laughs> John Patrick Shanley wrote the screenplay. For... You're kidding me. Look at that. Click on that guy's name. He's okay. an Oscar winner. For Congo? No. Click on that name. He's a handsome old guy. Oh, I might think it's someone else. What other things did he write? Um, He did the... Well, the he's known for Moonstruck, Doubt, Congo. Yeah. Joe versus the Volcano. He's got some... I mean, it's a mixed bag. You, that's not that impressive of a It's list, a mixed or... bag. But okay, anyway. So, do you want to just kind of... We'll go through a little bit of Twister and its oddities. Um... If you if you want, sure, um, let's do it. So a movie opens with a flashback, I guess. One one thing I want to note is that this movie, for being a disaster movie, has three only three deaths in the whole only movie. Three deaths. Three on screen confirmed deaths in the movie. One of them is not even during the main timeline of the movie. It's mm-hmm. uh, Helen Hunt's, mm-hmm. Helen Hunt's dad in this opening sequence, and then there's only two the rest of the movie. Now compare that to. Two months later, when Independence Day came out and killed, like, half the world. Um, this was a disaster movie that was relatively, like, it didn't dwell on uh, the death, which I liked. I liked that there was, there was a lot of danger. It was a possibility, but it was not um, overused, mm-hmm. I guess. But this first scene <laughs> of, uh, the, it's, it's, it's Helen Hunt's character as a child. There's a tornado coming. There's a dog because everything in the '90s had a dog that was in peril. Oh, dogs in peril! It, and you could kill anybody as long as you didn't kill that dog. Yep. So the big storm's coming. We find out later that that was an F five, one of the biggest ones. F five. Um. So it's her little girl, the dad, and the mom. They run into the cellar, and they close the cellar, and then the wind coming, and the dad's like holding the door, and then you get this. Uh, accidentally comical shot of the dad flying away. Him getting sucked up while holding on to the door still. Which is just unnecessary because the other two don't get sucked. If he had just been standing with them, it seems like they would have been fine. Even the dog wasn't flying out. I mean, I want to be critical of that, but I'm thinking, okay, if you're a parent, your natural instinct is wanting to try to hold the door closed. It's just the visual of it. It, It's not... I I get what they're trying to do, but I feel like... Didn't you say to me that it was like a... It was like a pickup. They went back and shot this after the fact? I thought I read somewhere that this was an added budgeted... Like, I think it might have been better if it was just like... The movie started normal and it was like, oh yeah, she was in a tornado and her dad died. Like, it probably worked better than seeing this guy fly away in the... <laughs> yeah, because I think your imagination can make things a lot darker than that kind of goofy scene. It's a little it bit weird. It just doesn't goofy. look right, and it's it's an effect that just... That's a, that's an effect that looks kind of dated. I don't think it's necessarily... It might have been a real stunt, but it just looks weird. And even showing it, I think filmmakers are getting better at 
being able to tell a suspenseful story, like of losing, like they could have just not shown him getting sucked out, and yeah. that could have been more impactful. Then again, I, I think we're getting to the point where like murdering characters off to like motivate characters is getting old in general. But uh, you know, it was yes. a big. I mean, we've been doing it forever. It's either a girlfriend or it's a or a it, parent. It's a parent. There's so. a lot of. A lot of killing characters. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that scene, whatever, it really sets the tone. But then we get into, uh, you know, the rest of the movie. So it starts off with Bill Paxton. Help me out here. He, he gets in. He's got a new girlfriend, Jamie Gertz, right? Yep. And he used to be like a storm chaser. Yep. And he's going to get the divorce paper signed by Helen Hunt or wherever they were married. And the new girlfriend is not privy to his... Wild ways. They used to call him the extreme, right? Yeah. Phil, Phil, Phil Seymour Hoffman comes in. He's playing this. He's, he's not like a. He's like a movie stoner. He's not like necessarily a stoner. He's just like this hippy dippy. Like he just you get the I sense feel like that, that was the guy like a thing in the nineties. Yeah, and it's a very You're playing the weirdo. And then if you follow, and this is an early role for him, but if you follow his career, it's so strange to see him in this movie being this very weird character. And he's calling him the extreme, and he's saying all these weird phrases about, I don't even know what. That's the thing we have to talk about. So, you can't start this movie. You introduce all these storm chasers. I don't know. What are they talking about? Like, everything that they say to each other is in, it's either weather terms that may or may not be true. I don't know. It seems like some of them could sound, they sound accurate enough. Mm -hmm. And then some of them sound like complete nonsense. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like a whole movie of that. You have like, what, eight, nine characters, and they're just like coming up with terminology and then like nicknames and phrases for that terminology. And that's pretty much what like the first half hour of this movie is. Oh, yeah. A lot of lingo. It's just like people talking about like tornadoes and, and how they work, but like it's it's all in like this. <sighs> Look at the updraft. Yeah. We're in the core. Look at that flanking line. Oh, it's like drunkards. They got no path. Yeah, so I wrote some of them down as and, we were watching. And them. Right, and like, and oh, it's like the suck zone. That was a big one, the right? The suck zone. That's like when you get sucked in. You have to be in the zone to get sucked in, right? And so they make a big deal about. So, so they use this new girlfriend as like this character, like they're she's the she's like us. So we don't understand what's going on, yes, right? What is happening? Right. So the way they describe it is like we don't know how tornadoes work. We need a better warning system. <laughs> like we need to be able to help people get a warning. We can only give them a three minute warning right now. We can give them up to a fifteen minute warning, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, well, how do we do that? Whatever. But then, so then nobody knows how it works. But then they're always like. You know, they're on their, their computers and they're watching them and they're tracking them and they're following them around. They have freaking computers working yeah. in their mobile vans. In 96. If you're thinking about that, that's actually quite impressive. So they've got satellites on top of the vans. Yeah. they got their Doppler radar. They're figuring out the speed and yeah. the, the wind and the oh, yeah. I, direction. And they're connected to the... It seems like we're doing great. It seems like oh, we don't need that. It seems like we they got their shit together. Yeah. There's like, there was the, the Doppler... Radar van. Yeah. There was the talking to the weather service reporter well, first a whole, warning van. And that seems like that, that, that was, seems, it was such a little part of the movie. It seemed like we were going to get more of that. And yeah. then they don't ever really appear like all these people in a lab. It was almost like they were calling into Houston. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was like, uh, but it, it was but like, for weather. It got cut out. It just seems like, yeah, it was like a very minimal. But then on top of that, so they're like making it look, we don't know how they work. We don't know how they work. They're unpredictable. But then you find out that Bill Paxton's character, his mm-hmm. name's Bill, which mm-hmm. is easy. Thank you, uh, Michael Crichton. Um, yeah, he um, 
he can just tell what's going on by just throwing some dirt in the air. Oh, yeah. Just throw a little dirt. Sniff the dirt a little, maybe. That's what Carrie Elway is. So Carrie Elway is a rival. They have the black... They're corporate, right? Oh, they've got yeah. the black cars and they're... He's, he's he says like oh sniffing the dirt is uh we're, we're we're better than sniffing the dirt and then my favorite one of my favorite lines is off screen there's some other characters like better than what you sniff <laughs> <laughs> which is just like which the weirdest insult I think we only caught because um since having kids we watch movies with the subtitles on no I know that line don't I I know Do that you know, line like, yeah I'd also like to this doesn't isn't relevant to anything but the subtitles on this movie did not match what they were that's saying. a common thing like you're gonna of the nineties. Well, I think well that Look, happens what's still. happening because I feel like it was way more inaccurate than sometimes ones they we go. Today. Well, you know, I think you'll still see that if you turn captions on. Sometimes captions are off if we have them on all the time. Well, I, yeah, I'm just saying it happens. But yeah, it seems like it happens more in those older movies. Like someone did it after the fact and did it. Maybe they had the shooting script. And no, they yeah, used I that. feel like they just used the script and yeah. then obviously things changed and they never fixed it. Yeah, I mean, so you remember that line from? I do. Okay. Better course. than what you sniff because <laughs> it's such, such a, a weird dirt ball. It's such a weird line. And so, yeah, so Bill Paxson is like, he's a weatherman now, right? He's gone corporate. He's not chasing stuff. But he's got a rivalry with Carrie Elways. Uh, he's the, the the bad storm chaser. Which, like, why? I don't know. Why <laughs> Why is he bad? Because he has a job where the Well, we find are... out right off the bat. So they, you know, they meet for a little bit. And then we get this, like, frantic <laughs> chase. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we got tornadoes. We got to get in the car. Everybody's just like. Yeah, and so he didn't get doesn't get his divorce paper signed by Helen on, so they have all got to pack in their cars, and it's a mad dash, right? And mm-hmm. then they get they go right alongside Carrie Elway's little caravan of cars, and Carrie Elway's tries to ram him off the road, mm-hmm. like it's a very illegal, that's felony. Like you're just he's for no reason. He's just like you know what I'm gonna just ram you. He could have killed Bill Paxton and and whatever. So that's why you know he's bad. But what I love about that sequence is is that they're racing and racing and racing, and then like the very next scene. <laughs> They're all stopped at the gas station. Like, everybody. Carrie Elway's team, Helen on all of them. Like, where were they rushing? And they all have, like, six cars each. So there's yeah. just, like, this line of cars parked at the so gas station. So there's no explanation. Station. They just are stopped. And he, well, diner. Bill Paxton has to get a tire changed. But um, everybody else is just at the diner anyway. So why do we... Where, where were we rushing for? But there's no line of just, like, uh, you know, oh, yeah, no, no tornado. Or, yeah, there probably is. We probably just... Didn't notice. I that. don't think so. I've seen that this movie was pretty funny a though. few times, and so we don't even get our tornado. We are just delayed right, a little bit, and then you get into your your first little batch of F one, F two, F three, F four, F five. I feel like what they missed uh, on uh, crediting actors. Mm-hmm. There's two major actors they missed here. Okay. One, uh, the main antagonist is the Twister, the tornado. Well. D- what do you mean they didn't credit him? It's its, it's its own actor. I'm making a joke. Right. That joke. Okay. Second, the divorce papers. Did this come up in other movies? Why was this a thing in this movie? It, it was so weird. This is very common, like, 90s thing. Like, where papers. we're getting divorced. Gotta you sign have to sign the papers. papers. There's always papers that need to get signed. No That's one ever has them signed. People leave out sheets of paper. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was a big thing. And this was, like, one of the biggest movies that did this, though. And, yeah, it was, it, like... That was weird. It was. It's just like a thing that, that it was a '90s trope of like getting these papers. Signed. Like I haven't been divorced, obviously, but is that still a thing where people know. are like, you gotta sign your you divorce papers? papers? Probably you gotta get papers signed, right? I don't know if you necessarily gotta go out to the tornado place, but um. Also, question: how, yeah. In the beginning, when he goes and he sees Helen Hunt's team, mm-hmm. they're like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. How did he like magically know they were there? Well, he probably knew. I mean, he called. They got he a called? sat phone, probably. I don't know. Do they have sat phones? 
What was that? That was me going. That was me. Oh, going, I thought it was a computer mm. making that air noise. I was like, "What?" No, I was thinking, mm, "No, I don't." I think wrote, so. so I wrote down more of these lines of all these characters: Phil Hoffman, all these other weirdos from TV. Um, weirdos from TV. We're in the core. We're in the clutter. We've got sisters when there's two. I already said this tornadoes. one. You're just repeating mine. Yeah, no, but copycat. Uh, I, I mean, they're crazy, and so the thing you have to kind of. Divorce yourself, huh? Divorce yourself. We're doing divorce papers. Oh. Is that very early on, once these tornadoes start hitting, is that there's two things that are always going to happen. Number one, none of the characters are ever going to get hit by any kind of debris. debris. Like, Never. Not Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton, anyway. They're, they're going to be walking, running around. There's going to be stuff flying all over the place. Never going to get hit with anything. They're yeah. like James Bond up there getting dodging bullets. Okay? Yeah. That's going to happen. Number two is the second they get real close, because they've got a device... That are trying to release all these little tiny little things into the, t- the tornado so they can get more data and predict more. I don't understand. I don't think the movie understands it. But anyway, they've got to get this capsule of all these little things up in the air. So their goal is to get their truck over close enough to a tornado, park that tornado, or park the tornado, park the truck, put the thing out there, and then the tornado picks up and they get out of there, right? Yes. So the whole movie, like five, so F1, two, three, four, five, it's pretty much, with the exception of uh, the, the drive-in, it's like we gotta drop it off, and then they get close. They get too close. The machine doesn't work, and then right when the tornado is about to kill Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton, the tornado will dissipate. Mm-hmm. And it dissipates <laughs> real quick. Like it, they always go away right when it's yeah. about to get real bad. Mm-hmm. And so, including the ending when it's—I mean, yeah, the ending is a problem. But so that's kind of the structure. You're just gonna be your a lot of a lot of lingo about yeah. tornadoes. A lot of Bill Paxton making uh, folksy comments about it. Uh, the bearded storm chasers always got these weird lines of like the finger of God. That's the tornado, and uh, he, he that guy's got the best ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's basically just a movie of all those things. But yes. listen, when it actually comes to their driving their trucks, yeah, in near the tornadoes and things getting thrown at them, little practical things they throw at the screen or things they're hiding and the noise. Like, all that stuff kind of works still. Like, the action part of this movie, which is, what, 30 minutes of it, still really works. It's fun. It is exciting. It gives yeah, you I think the it, tension. It has a good pace. Oh, it just keeps you going. It just keeps on going. It builds. There's, there wasn't any point when rewatching this that I was like, uh, just get to the next tornado. Yeah. Even with the annoying, like, relationship stuff and the girlfriend stuff. And well, Phil a lot of their bickering is just going on while they're driving the car. That, I think, is a good... Yeah. Strategy of, yeah. I mean, there's no real character development, so I guess to skip all that kind of like. Well, you have Helen stuff. Hunt, who is very upset about still losing her dad to a tornado. I know. I was like, can you name five things about the Helen Hunt character? She's strong. She doesn't take any <laughs> shit from Bill Paxton or anybody else. She's okay. the charge. Which is nice. I mean, it was 96, and we're not necessarily. These aren't a given thing other than like Terminator Linda Hamilton. These aren't given characters. So, I mean, it is nice to see. That she was not that she was kind the of secondary. Badass. She's the lead character in the movie, I would say. I, yeah. it, it, she definitely is the one who kind of leads the charge of the movie. It's not Bill Paxton so much. I think Helen Hunt is, is your A star here. Number one. First yeah, on the call I mean, sheet. I think her character gets undercut by her male counterpart nonstop, over and over. He's the one who invented the yeah, thing. Yeah, they do treat We're him. We're so happy he's back. Well, they almost take her oh, for granted. She's oh, so good at oh. it or whatever. But It's she, a lot of fawning but over he's, him. Because he's been gone, right? A little bit. But like, he, he disappeared. This was his invention. Oh. Yeah. But, like, her character, to her credit, never, like, gets pushed aside. And she is always no, the one. And he the... gives her credit for almost all the, the smart stuff, too, right? Yeah. So... 
So then Bill Paxson doesn't really have a character other than he walked away and has yeah, a new name girlfriend. three things about him. He doesn't him. have anything going for him. You have, and then you have all these just kooky characters that just have a type. Um, Carrie always bad. <laughs> uh, Frogert from Lost is just, I don't even, that guy doesn't, just has a couple lines. Jeremy mm-hmm. Davies from Lost is just mm-hmm. afraid of tornadoes. Why is the, why are you a storm chaser if you're like afraid of tornadoes? Like, don't be on the team. He's always all, hiding. I think it all comes down to the smoke monster. He's always saying, yeah. He's, oh, he, well, he knew how to deal with that smoke monster. Um, he's the always tornado the is a smoke monster. What? I mean, I, yeah, you're right. I just, wow, you blew my mind for a second. <laughs> it does look the same. It's a big, giant smoke monster. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, no, that's what it, what, pretty much what it is. So, but yeah, and then there's the, and then Helen Hunt has an aunt who is aunt there. Meg. Aunt Meg. She's only in the movie to get attacked by a tornado, <laughs> right? Like yeah. they stop and get some meat and potatoes. This is my, probably the oddest scene in the movie where the girlfriend has, has shown up. She's baffled by all this. She's a sex therapist, which they try to play as a joke, which I I mean, whatever. It's not that much of a joke. No, she's a reproductive Reproductive therapist, therapist right? Yeah, they were very clear about Like that. it doesn't matter. They're really setting her up to be like, like a real stick, but she, the character herself is not like unlikable. She just She's is not. baffled by these people. She's except like, what is for going on? they make a weird scene where she goes to Aunt Meg's house and they all want to get food, right? And they oh, deliver by the way, her a plate. It, before that, yeah. it does have one of my favorite lines in the movie. What's that? Which was like, uh, where'd you get all these steaks from? And then Aunt Meg's like, did you see the cows in front of my house? And he's like, no. And he's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, oh. First of all, the Aunt Meg is Lois Smith, who's a treasured actress. I, I quite enjoy yeah, her. Yeah, she's great. I mean, yeah. it's weird to see her in this movie, but, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. whatever. But anyway, they so they get this meat and potatoes and Giant stuff like that. Giant steak. Giant We're steak. We're talking the size so they, of 12-inch steak. They slab that steak on uh, the girlfriend's plate plate with the potatoes and she's got this such a strange look on her face like she's never seen steak and potatoes before she is like this what the fuck is this yeah it's like what is this i'm a liberal city girl what's this country folk and their cow meat doing here it's such a weird like it's like the most critical they ever are to this character other than her being like rightfully so terrified about getting roped along mm-hmm. chasing tornadoes including like once Helen Hunt's truck gets destroyed they get in their truck and she's just riding along when the cows are flying all yeah. over the place and she's barely like surviving like, and, and then you shared the fun fact, though, about the uh, director with me yesterday. Oh, yeah, I read that. So the director was a vegetarian. Jan de Bant. Jan. Not Jan. Jan. I think we're being racist, but okay. No, I watched <laughs> him on Oprah. His name is Jan. I know, but we just did a voice. Oh, the way we like threw a mm-hmm. we threw a Carrie Elway's southern accent in there. Is mm-hmm. that what we did? Yeah. Ooh, that's Let's bad. talk about that a lot accent. Of, a lot of bad southern accents here. Oh, my God. What was that thing? Yeah, I don't know. It was bad. Yeah. Um, so the director, Jan... What's his Jan name? Jan de Bont. Made speed. Yeah, was a vegetarian and hated, reportedly hated filming that scene. So it's almost like he told her, like, this is disgusting. You wouldn't like So, like, this. it was his... Like, he was, like, uh, projecting his... It's such an odd moment, it though. Is. Like, in the it middle of this fit. movie. Yeah. Well, anyway, so then the only reason we meet Aunt May is... Or Aunt May. Meg. This is a <laughs> Spider-Man time. Uncle Ben and Aunt May. <laughs> Um, she would be a good Aunt May. She gets, yeah, well, yeah, of course she would. But yeah. uh, well, now we're going young with Marissa Torme, or younger, younger. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she only exists to get hit by the tornado later. But to the movie's credit, they don't kill. Like usually, they like you would just you see she this gets character. Real, she going. You down. see this character earlier. You're like, oh, she's gonna die. She gonna get the dog. Will, her dog will survive, but she's going down. Right. Yeah. Well, she gets pretty injured. Her house gets destroyed, but they do pull her out of the house, and she's fine. Yes, she survives, um, and it's a motivating thing. So. 
this is where the the movie has a problem is that during the middle of uh, I think it's the F three tornado. Which one is those sisters? That's the right. That's oh, number the... two. This is the one where the they... The drive-in one. The drive-in. They're in the red truck. The, the girlfriend has been left behind with Phil Hoffman in the back car. They are getting close to the thing. Their little Dorothy is the name of this machine that is supposed to work to get the tracking. It gets knocked over, and they're in the rain. There's all this hail. It's a cool... I mean, it's well done. There's a couple weird CGI shots, but for the most part, another well-staged scene. But then in the middle of like this tornado fight, after it just dissipates... They like have this conversation where Helen Hunt wants to go back and pick up all the pieces and try to. Oh God, we're put talking the, about this scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're putting like the, the you know like oh I gotta get it in there and Bill Pack like it's just real shorthand of just like oh you know stopping that tornado is not gonna bring your dad back like like that's the line that this that's where this dialogue gets really really rough. Really, really killing rough. yourself won't bring your dad back. Um, and then what's great about it is like Joe, things go wrong. Yeah, you can't explain <laughs> you it. it. Killing down. yourself won't bring your dad back. And then so another thing that's weird about this is everybody can always hear their fights. Yeah, what in the hell so is I, going on with? I think this we're CD? supposed to deduce that they their their radio is always on in their car. Is it like maybe it's sticky? Yeah, you it know it's sticks. the nineties. It's sticky because <laughs> earlier they have a fight in their first car. And everybody's, they always have these cutaways. The other people are like, oh, blue, they're fighting like they used to. But then for them to be, because then they talk back and they're like, guys, are you about done with that fight? For them to be able to talk, they have to then release the talk button. Yeah. So what the, I don't know. But then this is a key scene because their whole argument is heard in the rain and hail. And everybody here is like, oh, you got to look what's right in front of you. And he's like, what's, she's like, what's in front of me? And he's like, me, Joe. And then, so the girlfriend yes. hears that on Phil Hoffman, and that's what drives her to finally, like, uh, I'm getting out of this triangle. She basically, and it's, there's so little character development here. You don't know it's how long they've been separated. You don't oh, know yeah. how long these two have been dating. Yeah, it's Is rough. it a month? Or is it, like, nine months? Because if it's, like, longer than a few months, that's pretty fucked up that he was just, like... Well, fuck oh, this yeah. old gr- this girlfriend. I'm just gonna go with my old my old wife. Oh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it, she just listens it's to it. It's glossed over completely, and we're supposed to like think that. I guess the girlfriend is like Jamie Gertz is supposed to be kind of square or something like that. She's not excited. I don't know. I side with her. For most I of this do movie. too. I'm just like you. you can, Bill right. Paxton's a shithead. You need in to that, get out of here. In that Jamie scene. Gertz. He's just like, oh well. Like she's I just a thought good, man, cold. She's a good communicator. So cold. She's a therapist. She's a good communicator. She tells him exactly what she needs and what is weird about this. She's supportive. She's nice to Helen Hunt. She doesn't make like a big thing about yes. it. There's a couple comments where there's a little bit of like a little bit of tension, but not bad. Yes. But yeah, I mean, this is where, the, 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 it, yeah, when the movie stops to kind of give you this like emotional oh. beat. You're just like, oh, can we just have more cows flying around, please? Oh. And uh, but then brutal. you know. Then I think the movie leads into this the best scene, which is this uh, drive theater, drive-in, which is, you largely don't see the tornado in this because it's at night, and it's, mm-hmm. um, I think this was the first time, I, I, I think I saw, the sh- so The Shining is the movie that's played on the screen, yep. which I think is a fucked up movie to watch on a drive through by the way. Like, that seems like a, our drive-in. Why? It's, what if you're just driving by and you see, like, the river of blood and all this other crazy shit going on in that movie? It just seems like a weird movie to be playing when you're just, uh... Most drive-ins, you don't drive by and really see what's on the right. drive-in. It's just such a... Yeah, anyway, it's a lot of fucking scary movies, is all I'm saying. I feel, uh, I feel like you you think that about, like, what movie would be good in a drive-in? 
uh, like uh, teenage making out movies. We're, okay, let's we're, just keep. We're going. back a dinosaur story. I think horror movies and scare movies are good in drive-ins because that's okay. when you're going with like. I've never been to a drive-in. I've never been to a drive-in theater. Okay, so no, we keep meaning to go, but I know they don't have one up here. So. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the first time I'd seen even part of The Shining was in this movie. I was like, what is this terrifying what? movie? Well, I was 12. I hadn't watched The Shining yet. I mean... I probably watched it maybe probably right after this. Okay, here's... A, how did you even notice what was playing on there? I was just like, it's some movie on the... Well, because even screen. then I knew. It was like, it's twins, and it's the the Red Rum Kid. And it's like, Dan- come away with us, Danny. Like, yeah, how do you not know it? And then it's... Right when the tornado hits, it's uh, Jack Nicholson hitting with the axe. Oh, the climax. There's of the a movie. big gap. Real like, convenient there. Well, it was. There's a big gap. Like it really tells the time because it was the beginning where he's like riding around. I think an hour and a half of his past. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was the first time I saw that, and it made me want to go see The Shining. And then I was probably way too early mm-hmm. to see The Shining. And I was that was frightened. when the guy started talking about the finger of God. That no, he does that during uh, the steak and potatoes thing. Like, oh, oh has anybody seen an F five? And they go, oh, only one of us has. Like, what's an F five? He's like. The Oh, no, that was a great scene. Let's mention. They're like, oh, F1, F2, F3, F4. And then the poor girl. They're all laughing, having a good time. Oh, Bill Paxton was naked, chasing after one one time. Ha, ha, ha. And then the poor girlfriend's like, has anyone ever seen an F5? And then they're all just like. Silence. Like, that bitch just said You crossed a line. There was a line and you crossed it. I mean, nothing. We'll throw Jack Daniels naked at an F4, but you do not mention an F5. You do not. It's unspeakable. Mention an F5. He who may not be named, Lord Voldemort, F5. And you can tell that they filmed that before having filmed the prequel. It seemed like. Yeah. Like, they wanted to make it seem heavy. Like a big reveal. Like a big reveal. Like, because then Bill Paxton says, like, only one of us has. Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, it would have been it would have been better that it way. It would have been more impactful. I mean, like, oh, what's silly, up with an F five? They're like, oh shit. But anyway, I think the the driving thing because they they go into a garage and they have to hunker down and actually that finger of God guy does actually get hit with like a hubcap debris. He's like the only guy who ever gets any debris in this movie. And it's just like a scratch, on, just his scratch on his forehead. And I like the after he gets a scratch, Helen Hunt carefully places her whole the hand way she on his does it forehead. is very like it's it's like they were like. They want to, like, this is how you properly do it, folks. Um, for a second there, yeah. I thought, oh, that'd be cool if, like, okay, gross, if, like, part of his head, like, fell off. It's PG-13. <laughs> I know. But you're like, Maybe that, nowadays, that hubcap was coming now. so fast, I don't think it'd be a scratch. I think he would have lost part of his skull. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think that's an effective scene. It's very good sound design in that movie. The tornado is outside. You don't see it, really, other than a couple of shots where it hits the screen. Um, good scene. I like that stuff. The truck falls into the mechanic shop. Yeah, yeah. It's all, all, and if you, there used to be that Universal Studios ride. I think it's closed now, but we've been on it. Yeah. Where it kind of like gave you that feel of that scene. That was kind of like the, the big thing. It's a visceral, it's a good, it was kind of used in the advertising a lot, I remember. Um, yeah, it's just practical work, practical stunts, probably some model work. Really works. like that. And then we get into... Oh, range climax. B- b- before we get bed to Aunt Meg's, because it's going to be hitting Wicketa. Wicketa? Wikita. Wikita. Yeah. Wikita. Wikita. There's a line that's like, oh, because was the girlfriend there? I think she finally is like, oh, that was crazy. And they're like. She leaves after this. They're like, uh, we were lucky. Those were just downdrafts and microbursts. What does that even mean? What is a downdraft? What is a microburst? Well, that's, the movie's always doing that. It's giving you these phrases. Is where this the Michael Crichton thing that's like science phrases? Maybe. Bam. But, like, it doesn't, like, it, it, it could be made-up stuff, and we wouldn't know, because I, I don't know. I'm not a weather person, but it seems made up. 
Yeah. It's probably not, but it just the way it's all delivered is very like casually and like it just it seems made up like they're just like talking. It does. Um so yeah, the girlfriend leaves, um they have like two more of these little machines that they can try to dump in and then of course the climax is you guessed it an F five tornado. Mile you wide. Guessed it. It's a mile wide, it's gigantic. Now the cli- like there's some good stuff in this ending. Like when they're trying to get to the the giant tornado. It's you know Bill Paxton and his product placement Dodge Ram. They've got the Pepsi uh, cans product placement on the mm-hmm. little machine now to help it fly. Um, you know, like it's a pretty good sequence. They're, it seems like they're really chucking like giant farm tractors at the, the screen. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit dumb. It was in the trailers where they were like, it's like Bill Paxton's uh, windshield is kind of cracked, so he I guess he can't see very well. So then Helen Hunt's like going right, left. Right, and he's like, "What now?" And it, mm-hmm. when you when you see the other side of it, though, like you can very easily see out of the windshield still. So that's a little bit weird. I wish they would just like get rid of that because it's like kind of cool what they're doing. They're chucking things. It looks good, and then they drive through a house, <laughs> like a house is blowing through, which kind of seems ridiculous. But then, like they drive through like a house set, and it's mm-hmm. like, all right, this movie's like giving you like the stuns. It's that you was the real deal. pretty fun. Yeah. It's giving you, like, a fun, like, this is a deathly death machine, but, um, you know, because it's not a high body count, yeah. uh, you know, we've taken it seriously, but we gave, you know, they give you some fun stuff. And then, uh, so has that happened before or after we lose Carrie Elways and the good wife guy? Before? So the competitive Carrie Elways, they, he's been not, he's been following Bill Paxson the whole time. Like, well, follow what he does. They seem to know what he's doing. Well, this time he's like, we're going to go drive into the thing. But Bill Paxson does his, like, dirt thing. He sniffs some dirt. Yeah, and he's like, that tornado's going to shift. It's going to shift. You yep. see the updraft and, and the, the velocity. The suck zone's going to change. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So, Carrie Elwes is like, nope. And then uh, the guy, uh, good wife guy, what's his name? I... Zach Grenier, maybe. He was, a, he was a dick on The Good Wife, too. But yep, Zach Grenier. He's not really a dick in this movie, actually. He, Zach Grenier? Yeah. He he's not really a dick in the movie, but he's he always looks like a dick. He just um, looks a little slimy. That's just yeah. the way he looks. Well, he it's played a slimy face. lawyer on The Good Wife. It's and, his face. Yeah, he can't help it. But anyway, they, he's like, well, maybe we should turn back. Golly, and, and he's uh, like, Bill's never tried to hurt us. He, maybe we should yeah. listen to him because like, they're trying to tell him like. Which okay, then what follows is kind of bullshit because they're like, this guy's trying to be like, no, we need to turn around. Like this shit's dangerous. We should listen to this. The dirt. He's different. the one driving. He should have just turned around. He could have, but, but Carrie always he's like being a dick. He's like, we're gonna I'll, no no. What was the line? Didn't I write it down? Oh, it's so <laughs> weird. It's it doesn't if make I, any sense. We had to go back and look if at. I it. want your opinion. Yeah, it's I'll so give strange. It to you. Yeah, when I wrote it down, <laughs> when I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. When I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. That don't make no sense. We checked the subtitles and we we watched it again, and that's what he said. I think it's one of those where like they clearly had one take of it and they're yeah. like fuck it we got that's what well, we're calling you got some fun facts at the end of this about some of the production troubles but but anyway yeah they um they like um so yeah they get killed the poor uh no what's bullshit about okay. him getting killed <laughs> okay is they're driving yeah and he's like oh god we should turn around right <laughs> and then, then this big i don't know if it looks like a ladder or something this big fucking piece of metal no it wasn't a tree it was like something metal I don't remember now. shoots through the 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 windshield and skewers the driver. Yeah, it, he gets it bad, and he, he gets, wasn't a dick. He wasn't a dick. Because he, he looks gets, like a slime ball. He gets immediately skewered. He's killed. But then Carrie always gets, like, the whole truck gets then, picked up, and then you get the bad CGI explosion. Yes, yeah, so it sucks the whole truck up, and then it explodes. And there's your only real, like, 
current timeline deaths in the movie are these that two guys. It was kind of shitty they killed the one guy, though. Well, yeah. He didn't really deserve it. He was like, I mean, around. neither did Gary Al- Gary. Well, Elvis. no, but, you know, he was being a dick. He was being stupid, too. Yeah, and he was being dumb. He wasn't listening, and even, yeah, he just wanted to win or whatever. So, yeah, they get blown up, and then um, we get the kind of the home stretch of this movie. And this mm-hmm. is where... I think they're running. They're running through the thing. They get the machine to work. The little things are flying. Oh, they because get... they put the little Pepsi can yep. um, wings on and it. The, yeah, <laughs> and because uh, Aunt Meg is a little art thing, and uh, you know it's so that's cool. Whatever they get all this data and fill off, and all those guys are like, oh my god, we understand tornadoes completely now. And um, <laughs> um, so then, but then the tornado shifts right, and they're on foot. So then you get a kind of a foot chase a little bit, and they go into a, a farm. A, a barn and they there's like all these hooks hanging up and they're like who are these people and that's like a gag is you know funny 90s humor but then we get this weird ending right the freaking ending so i can defend the action in this movie all the way to the end except for they have to hunker down into like a little water cellar kind of thing a water pump station no i think what he was saying was is they're in a barn well, the barn, they ran out of the barn, they went to the little water station. Was it a water station? A water pump. There's only just pump water pumps. pumps. And he was saying, okay, which kind of makes sense that these pipes go, go at, least, really far down. at least 20 feet down yeah. below. So if we strap ourselves to them, the pipes are going to stay put. Yeah. So if we're connected to them, we're going to be safe. Yeah, except for... So then he, it's just a weird... It's it's partly like the imagery of it. Because it, it, it they, they hunker down, they tie themselves with a leather strap to this pipe. Like and they, uh, some horse reins. Yeah, and they get picked up. And, like, they have this really weird, the, the instrumental music really swells. Yes. And they're, like, they're, the their feet are flying through the air. It's like it's this like CG angelic. Feet. Yeah, and it's like a the finger of God. Like, that line comes, like, in your mind yes. comes in. Because you get the inside of the thing, and they're just, like, flying around in the middle of the thing. They don't get hit with any debris, which is so weird. I mean, it... Because at one point they're running past this fence, yeah. and all the pickets on the fence oh, yeah. come it's up, cool. it's a cool and then scene. they start flying at them, and they're literally skewering through yeah. walls and equipment. It's a cool scene. I love it. And they're just slowly fine. Yeah. Not Let's see scratch. when they get to this thing. They're they're um, and then of course, like right when they get in the middle of it, that's when the tornado just dies down. Because this is a whole movie. They every time the they, the tornado actually gets to them, it dies down. But they get it inside this one. Yeah. They get and into the just, tunnel. Like, fine. If they had just, the like, funnel. made yeah. it so, like, you didn't see that, they, it would have been fine. But, like, because it's like, okay, it's unbelievable, but whatever. The whole movie's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But it's just this weird, weird ending where it's just like this, like, we survived this touch of God. It's just a strange visual choice. And it's just, it seems like they were trying to, like, top themselves in some way. And they didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's always, even when I was 12, I was like, well, that's a bad ending. <laughs> stupid. Everyone <laughs> yeah. thought it was stupid. Yeah. No, I don't think it was really well received. It's Especially like after this telling great me sequence. this this fucking tornado yeah. can pick up a whole barn and just smush it. But, look, you know, it's not going to pick them up. And I think that this is, this. you know, when you don't stick your ending, especially with stuff like this, when it's kind of dumb at the end, people get mad. They like do. the same with, like, Signs. Signs is a really entertaining movie, but then Love people Science. get hung Where up on. Where did that come out? Uh, like 2002. Um, but they get hung up on the, the twist, right? And even like a more recent, not even more recent, it's still 13-year-old War of the Worlds, Spielberg one, yes. has a really, it's really well made, really good, and then it has kind of a bad ending, and people remember the bad ending. And I yes. think Twister suffers from this. It has yeah. a really kind of lousy ending. And people kind of forget, like, the special effects aspect of the movie was, like, and the, the thrill delivery, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Script, mm-hmm. terrible. Ending. Terrible. Endings are important. But you gotta remember that there's some good stuff in this movie. Things you don't see in movies anymore. But if you're gonna go out there and make a shitty movie. Yeah. 
or a big blockbuster. Yeah. You got to remember, and the science backs me up on this, mm-hmm. there's a whole book written by uh, Daniel Pink called When, and it looks in the the study of time, but endings are super important. Yeah. It's what people remember. It's the takeaway. So even if you're hanging out with your kids or you're watching a movie, whatever the last thing is, is what people take away and what they judge the whole experience on. Yeah. So even if you're on a vacation, the last thing you want to do is to have something really fun. If you're doing a blockbuster video or a movie. Blockbuster video. A blockbuster video. Mm-hmm. Still a few of those open. Um, Maybe. <laughs> You want your last scene to be awesome, so it does. I think you're right. They were trying to top themselves. And then it just ends. It's just like they they roll up and they kiss, and it's just like... I thought it was so inappropriate. Well, actually, what's weird, the weirder than that is that the movie also has this lengthy montage over the credits of, like, cloud formations. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just so strange. It's like something you don't see in movies anymore, and it just goes on, and it... Isn't it like a Van Halen song playing? Uh-huh. Like guitar. It's like... Do you think that the couple, Bill and mm-hmm. Helen, earned their relationship at the end? I mean... It's so nothing that it's just like, that's your payoff is them making up. Like, I don't really give a shit about that was already t- I mean, they already kind of established that they were fine before... It's it's so thin. I mean, of course, it it, it feels like the natural. It felt thing to like do. a Rachel and Ross break is all they were on. Right. I mean, it doesn't. It, there's no stakes to it. So there it doesn't, are no stakes. Even like, when they bro- he doesn't even break up with the girlfriend. To well, her they face. do. They do. They have like, like there, a little scene. I, she leaves. Yeah, she leaves at the. the but it's like through. not even a big deal. It's just like okay. It's like I understand. Sad, she bye. gives. She lets him off the hook completely. Totally lets him yeah. off the hook. Like you're, oh, that's cool. I'll be fine. She says. But he didn't sh- you just? And then you tell me that. Jamie Gertz, that actress, yeah. got a Razzie nomination for this yes. movie? Okay, listen. She's meant to be kind of like a, a, a little irritating, but listen, she's not bad in the movie. Like, she's doing that part exactly how it should be. She's, like, honestly, the only one who is a sane in the whole movie. Like, she's the only one that has any logic in her brain. Yeah. Why? She, would, why? she was nominated for Worst Supporting Actress. Well, the Razzies are dumb, but like they that's dumb. that's ridiculous. Like that, no, I would have nominated for the worst performance in the movie. Everybody else, maybe not. Well, Paxton, he's forever great, and Helen Hunt, I think, is actually pretty good in the movie. I think Helen Hunt was great. Yeah. I do not think that Bill Paxton's. Well, he's just was being good. Bill Paxton. He's being his folksy fun self. Folksy he's got a present. Fun he's self. Got a presence. Don't I don't know. I think what's dead. what's what's bothering me about Bill Paxton mm-hmm. was watching the Oprah special. That I just okay. watched. All right. So anyway, before you tell me about the Oprah thing, uh, <laughs> would you re- would you recommend people watch Twister oh, now yeah, in twenty eighteen? I think. I mean, I'm going to recommend all these movies because there's a reason we're doing these podcasts. Because going back and watching old movies is I bet fun. You I, could, I bet you I got a couple on my list that you would not recommend. Probably, but <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie, should you? Okay, let me think about this. Does it matter if you've seen it before? No, is it more I, fun to watch it because you have. I seen think it before? that you should watch it. Now, and look, you know, whatever. I think you could probably have some fun with the bad script and have fun with these character speaking nonsense if you're into that sort of thing, like ironic fun. Yeah, like a this, is a, this is a Sharknado without the shark. Because they're trying. It's not like people are trying to be funny. It, yeah. you know, I don't like those Sharknados because they, they think they're in on a joke. I know. But That's I think what I'm saying. This is better there's, than there's that. There's fun to be had, but then I also think that there are some legitimate fun, like special effects and, st- special effects and stunt work to actually enjoy in this movie still that works. And so mm-hmm. I would say, like, have fun with the bad stuff, but then, like, appreciate what we don't get anymore. We don't get stuff like this anymore. Even the Fast and the Furious movies, they'll give you big stunts, but they still, they supplement with a lot of CGI, and you, you, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you just don't get this stuff anymore. That's all I'm going to say. You should yeah. appreciate it, because it's, like, it was a very small period where it was, like, 
big CGI plus like good stunts, good budget, and this was uh, one of them. If only they would have spent a little more money on the writing. Well, that's always the case. Tell me about Oprah. Oh, tell me about Oprah. So I didn't actually see the special, but knowing we're going to do this podcast, yeah. checked out the YouTube, mm-hmm. see this 40-minute special of Oprah in 1996. It's like an episode of Oprah. An right. episode of Oprah. It's yeah. all about the movie Twister. Wow. So she brings on the, the main actors, the girlfriend, Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, and later Jan DeBond comes on. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I was saying about Bill Paxton is he kind of gave me the eebie-jeebies when he was sitting on stage with Helen, flanked by Helen and... What's, what's her name? Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. And, and, and it's just... He makes I feel bad some, we're saying her name wrong, but oh well. He Jimmy makes Gears. some comment about what were they talking about? I don't know. He's got his legs spread the whole oh time. Oh my god! Now. So the <laughs> women eagle. have their legs crossed and almost pointed yeah. away from him. It's 90s, he's man. got spread eagle legs, just <laughs> got that as swagger. wide up stance as possible. Swagger. And uh, oh, Oprah was talking about. Oh, Bill Paxton made the comment of like tornadoes. He was wearing really, an orange vest, by the way. Very notable. Oprah was wearing very colorful. Outfit. I liked it. Um, (laughs) he makes the comment that it really hits your primal fear that tornadoes really speak to this like genetic DNA we have built in ourselves to be afraid and so Oprah asks him about oh is that coming to play as an actor this primal fear and he's like well I've got some primal reaction with these two ladies next to me what the fuck are you starting like a thing are you starting you're gonna start a thing now where (gasps) There's someone's no. gonna be like, I heard a Bill Paxton story, no. and they're gonna start me tooing him, and no. then we're gonna, we're gonna have to hate Bill Paxton. Is that no. what you're telling me? No, I don't. I don't. I just it speaks to it's time period, right? His like the '90s swagger, right? And they're like playing a part. Like we old, my leading man has to be like all like into the ladies. And These then, ladies are great, right? Yeah. And then Oprah would ask uh, some trivia questions like <laughs> about Twisters, and then Bill Paxton would just like fucking answer them like he's the. Freaking right. tornado they, they had like they had real tornado experts yes. on, right? So they have real tornado experts, and then like he would talk over them and interrupt those guys <laughs> because he's like, "Oh, I did the research. I'm Bill." He's Paxton. like, "Well, actually, the vortex of the blah blah blah." Oh, that's fantastic! Um, I love that. I'm so happy you showed me this. It was quite enjoyable to watch. Um, but it's strange. It is strange. Too. So then it's like the actors are all like, "Oh, it was really hard being on set. The wind was really blowy, and I didn't really want to." <laughs> Didn't really want to do that, and oh, it's so tough. That was that's your Bill Paxton impersonation. <laughs> that's my uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, she's the one who was saying that, and then Oprah's like, "Okay, well, up next, some real survivors of real tornadoes." <laughs> so then it's just like, "Fuck these pussy actors and their complaints about having to act in a pretend movie about tornadoes. Yeah. Let's talk to some legit people. And then the most awkward thing I've seen on Oprah and I grew <laughs> up with Oprah. You watched a lot of Oprah? I love Oprah. Right. I'm sad that my daughters won't know, won't grow up with Oprah. They can get the O channel probably, right? Um, she those so movies. she goes through these audience members and, who share their terrifying stories of surviving tornadoes right from a mom who's got eight kids at home and she's saves them and then this one you saw i was horrified by it oh this yeah this poor lady she like oh my it god it was like oh okay so she's like telling a story about how like she's helping her kid and they are literally her four-year-old son. her and her four-year-old son are literally lifted out of the air like they're thrown on a couch yeah like no she goes several hundred goes, feet I, I hear 
the freight train. So apparently when a tornado is about to hit you, it sounds like a big train right. coming at you. And according to the tornado expert on Oprah, you have about 10 seconds when you hear that. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, your tip of the day, if you hear that tornado train coming at you, get your ass down to your basement and into your bathtub. Or put a metal bathtub, trash can over your head. Or cover yourself with a metal which trash can. Which they showed on the show too. To protect yourself from debris. So she I says like she hears this freight train. She's like, I only had about five seconds. So I grab my son. I sit on the couch. And before she knows it, she is sucked up from the tornado and thrown 150 feet from her trailer into a field. And this with, lady, her, with her son. And yeah, and she was able to hold on to him. She's basically crying when she's telling the story. And Oprah's like, wow, you just got to think that, damn, I'm like a blessed sister. And you're like, yeah. And then she's like, so that was just like two weeks ago. And it's like, it was two weeks ago. They two put this poor woman on television ago. and this child. It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. She clearly has like still... Real, some real raw trauma. Oh, she was like trauma. shaking. Like, she was shaking as people oh, were man. telling their stories and then as she told hers. And then they cut the I was like, Oprah, that is shitty. Spread legs. <laughs> oh, and then, and then, <laughs> oh, God. It was oh, R.I.P. Bill Paxton. <laughs> oh. oh, so that's my Oprah story. Well, if you have a chance to watch that, I, I would know. definitely encourage it. I don't, I think that's Twister, 1996. How else to describe it besides uh, that Oprah special? Oh, it's so good. It's on YouTube, right? People can find that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, watch that. Watch it. You might learn a few things, too. I was going to do some research before we recorded this to see if the tips they provide are still accurate. But essentially, get down to your basement, get into a bathtub, and cover yeah. yourself with some cushions or a mattress. Yeah. Um, so that's the safe thing you want to do. Sure. Get to the middle of your house. Be in the bottom floor. The movie Twister is not interested in any of that. I know, like, I feel like there was some opportunity there. They're just no. like, we gotta get a warning system. Yeah. No, how about you actually tell people no, how no to fucking safety, survive? There's no safety tips in that movie. Tip number one. Other than, one. like, bearing down and, like, uh, hate bracing onto something. And also, tip number one, if you have a storm cellar, uh -huh. maybe put something a little stronger than the little bathroom lock Don't latch. try to hold on to your own door, too. Yeah. A little tiny latch away. that you drill in yourself ain't gonna hold the cellar door. Yep. It's yeah. true. Well, it's Twister. That's Twister. First episode done. First episode done. Thanks for joining us. Tyler, yeah. do you have anything else you want to add before we go? No. Watch Twister. Watch <laughs> Twister. <laughs> okay, well, we just mostly bantered. I had a lot of fun trivia to share, but we don't need to go into that. We you went an just... hour and a half on this movie. Yeah, it's almost as long it. as the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can hang out for another twenty-eight minutes if you'd like. It just really. Uh, I want to get. I want to beat the t the running time of Twister on this. But, okay, uh, let's beat the running. Do we time. know what episode we're gonna do next? No, we'll just let you know the next time. Ooh, yes, we, we do. do. We oh. are going to do a little movie starring a great actor and oh, director no. Mel Gibson. Well, he's not. A, well, he didn't direct this, but um, I know he is a director. Right. Um, a little little little, little movie called Maverick. Maverick and uh, wow, we're gonna right off the bat. I told you we're gonna have to do this. We're gonna have to deal with we're the, gonna have to deal with Mel Gibson's crappiness the Mel as Gibson. well. I know this is gonna be a problem the whole show. Yeah, what's gonna be fun? Okay, well before we go, yeah. no. Okay, so some of the actors in Twister died. What? But not all of them. No. So I think as we go through these old movies, we're gonna discover people that were in movies we didn't even know they were in, like uh, uh the Lost Guy, yeah, Faraday. Dad, uh, Jeremy Davies, good Jeremy actor. Jeremy Davies, great. Philip Seymour Hoffman, that was one of his early movies. Yep. 
Helen Hunt, also great, but seems know. like she might as well be dead. She's not been in a lot of movies no, recently. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. So I think we're going to discover a lot of people that have gone bad, but a lot of not people that she should be dead. I'm just saying, like she's not in movies anymore. Yeah, let's let's I like make Helen that Hunt clear. In general, so. Okay, I know we're wrapping up, but question. Yeah. When you saw it when you were 12, were you like, Helen Hunt is hot? Question. Uh, Go. That's a no. Know. I feel like you're, that's a no. If you're hesitating, that's a no. I don't know. I I don't think I had that. No. I didn't not. think Bill Paxton was hot. It's like a blockbuster where, like, the leads weren't, like, these sex pots or Helen whatever. Helen always seemed to, Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton, they always seemed too old. I mean, I was 12. So they were already too old, you know, too old to like. They were dream probably about. how old were they supposed to be in that movie? Thirty-five, maybe. Probably younger than we are now. Yeah, I know that, but like, so I just it wasn't like a you a know, thing. It was like no, it wasn't a Kate Winslet situation. If that's what you're asking me. <sighs> it wasn't a Kate Winslet situation. What Kate Winslet movie are we gonna review first? I don't know. We'll have to eventually get to Titanic, but I don't know if we'll do that right away. Okay. But Kate Winslet. Mm. All right, well, if you stuck through to the end, we yeah. appreciate you listening. And yeah. again, this is Old Millennials Remember Movies. I'm Angela. I'm Tyler. We'll see you next time for Maverick, starring Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster. But Mel Gibson. Okay, the end. <laughs> Goodbye.